It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people. In an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine and I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the money on VSET, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, BetRivers has you covered. They've launched a series of CityCast designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. CityCast in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, L.A., New York, Philly, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcast. All right, looking at some uh, Major League Baseball numbers with rotations, and this is all available in uh, VSIN's digital magazine. It's called Point Spread Weekly. Go check it out, vsin.com slash Subscribe. Uh, Steve Mackinnon shares his power ratings and his numbers in every sport every single week. And he, in this week's edition, Paulie, he ranked from number one all the way to number 30, the best and worst rotations in all of Major League Baseball. Do you agree with number one? He has the Mets. Yes. DeGrom, Scherzer, Bassett. Absolutely lock it up. I don't agree with number two. Well, hold the, on. The is, it, is it that easy? Yes. With, with DeGrom now already hurting? Well, I mean, that's like you play the injury game, the health game, yeah. But okay. if everyone's, I'm assuming we have to do it this way. If everyone's healthy, assuming yes. they're healthy, yes. Okay, I, I will. I will say Milwaukee's close, and Milwaukee, I have Milwaukee ahead of uh, the Dodgers. So do I, because the Dodgers, it's Haney, it's Anderson. You don't know what you're going to get out of Kershaw. Now, the other thing, which is interesting, is I don't know what's going to happen here. Uh, I'm not Columbo, but what this Bauer business? Number one, he has to stay off Twitter. But number two, I would think he's he's suing everybody now. But you would think with being cleared. And in the in the clear that he would he, the Dodgers eventually say okay baseball and the Dodgers let's let's go. I would go say pitch. if you if you rewind like two weeks, I would have said the exact opposite. Two three weeks whatever. Like it doesn't look good for Bauer. Probably not going to pitch this year at all. It could be done. Fast forward to right now, and it's like yeah, I, I think he's probably going to be back at some point for the Dodgers. Which I can when I look at their one through five, you could say they probably need him. I'm with you. Look, I love Clayton Kershaw. He's one of the all time greats. He's not what he used to be. We can no. all admit that. And then behind him, with the four and the five, Haney and Anderson? No. Maybe it works out, but I think they're going to have some serious struggles this year uh, with the back end of that rotation. Yes. And I would have number three. He's got Milwaukee number three. Again, this is, we're talking about the, the reigning Cy Young winner in Burns. Woodruff was in the mix to win the Cy Young. You know my thoughts on Freddie Peralta as the number three. Bet him to win the Cy Young and most strikeouts this year. Love that kid. And according to a lot of people, Watch out for Alan Ashby this year as 
like the number four guy. That's right. For the Brewers, if he can be as good as what people are saying, to have one through four, and they, if they would somehow knock on wood, avoid injuries, oh, it's going to be dynamic. Blue Jays are fifth. I like their depth, but I, I mean, it's the can you trust and go to war with Gossman again? That that's a big question mark because uh, I don't love Barrios being the ace. Um, and I, I would be much more comfortable if he was the two. I would agree. The three. Now the Padres. Are, I see both sides of the debate with the Padres, and Mackinham has them fourth. You have all all these pitchers have shown uh, ace potential in the past. Everything also went wrong for him last year with a lot of the pitchers, and they didn't live up to the hype. Snell, Darvish, Clevenger got hurt. But if you get you know those guys to get back to where they used to be, or at least two of them to be lights out like they have been, then watch out. Here, here's my. Biggest concern with Blake Snell, which, by the way, side note, he was not good yesterday in spring training. And cause for concern, he had four walks yesterday. So watch out for that. I would say, look at the Tampa Bay Rays, uh, one of the best organizations in this entire sport. Why were they so willing to release or get rid of that guy so when he was so young in his career? Like, what did they know? Why were the Rays willing to do that? I know that they just have this stable of, never-ending prospects to come up. But Snell won the Cy Young. They're like, nah, see you later. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. And it was a disaster last year. And if he doesn't correct it, it's going to be a disaster again this year. Okay. But in theory, if that doesn't happen, to go along with Clevenger, if he can come back. Clevenger was fantastic a couple of years ago before the injury. And then if you can have a bounce-back season. He has the Giants sixth. Webb's good. Rodon, you sign Rodon. Good signing. Is that an upgrade over Gossman? Or, or is it break push. even? They also have Cobb. He has the Phillies seventh, and he has the Yankees eighth, and I, I disagree with that one too. What I Severino, Tyone, Montgomery. I mean that that's it, it's Cole, and then who? It's a, again a lot of ifs there for the Yankees. Too many ifs. Did, did we not say that last year? The same thing with the Yankees. Love the idea of this team making a deep run and maybe winning the whole thing, but beyond. Beyond Cole, what is it going to be? And Cole was not like Cole was not great. He lost to Cy Young last year. It was a combination of him not, you know, having some weird blow up games after the com- the weird comments, sticky stuff, the sticky stuff. Yeah, I don't know what to say about that. And then Robbie Ray was so great down the stretch to steal it from him. I will say this too: Cashman has to get out, get out, uh, get over 2017. Don't you agree? Well, if he's absent about the World Series drought, he go, well, 2017, we were the better team, and the shenanigans with the Astros, they cheated to beat us. And I'm like, you got to get over that stuff now. It's been a long time. This is the Yankees here. Right. It's World Series or bust. It's unacceptable. Get it done. Yeah, you need to make some better signings, pal. Yes. Is what, and I know that uh, Matt Eumann has said this over and over and over again on this the, network. The Rays should not be better than the Yankees year no. in, year out. And Eumann is a big Yankees fan. He, he always scratches his head why Cashman still has a job. Show me what he's done. Right? Um, the worst rotations in baseball, according to Steve Mackin, and, and his numbers uh, will go from 5-1 to one here in terms of a reverse order. Baltimore, 26th in baseball. John Means had very strong potential last year. Had that no-hitter. Very good numbers. Uh, 1.37 ERA in May after that no-hitter. Fell apart after that. Closed at 3.62. He has Kansas City, number 27 in baseball. Zach Greinke is back. Mm-hmm. Seems like he's in his 20th year now as a starting pitcher. Is this uh, What year is this in a row that the Orioles have, a again, a low win total? I think it's year is number this... four, maybe five. Okay. It seems like 10. It, it seems like a long, long time. <laughs> yes. Well, we, remember, one's proud organization that we go to the playoffs. So. Remember, the same thing had happened with the Astros for a long time. It's it's easy to forget now because they've been yeah. good now for a long for a bunch of years, but the Astros had that stretch for you know three four years where like a hundred people were showing up to their games, they were garbage, and then they just built the team beautifully and won that World Series and they've been contending ever since. He has Kansas City twenty seventh overall, like I said, with Greinke, Keller, Singer, Lynch, um, Washington twenty eighth. How the mighty have fallen here. No more Max Scherzer. Yeah. Strasburg injured so often. Uh, Patrick Corbin, not the same guy. There's a reason why they're picked fifth in the uh, National League East. Rounding out the bottom half here, Texas, second worst, bo- uh, I'm so- sorry, rotation in baseball. Although they added John Gray, Dane Dunning, Taylor Hearn. Oh, boy. 
And sorry, Pirates fans, but he has him dead last overall with the rotation. Some of these payrolls in baseball this year, when you look at the teams at the very bottom spending $29, $30 million. I saw the Jock Peterson tweet. Yeah. 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 And then you have... Mm -hmm like multiple players on different teams who make more than an entire team is spending. It's not right. What do you have with the angels? I now that's the ultimate. What if the guys don't get hurt, but that makes sense, right? I'm completely torn on the team. Sure. Because if Otani plays like he did last year, and if he stays healthy, there's no reason to think that he cannot. And if Trout puts together a full season, again, I'm throwing out a bunch of ifs here. Rendon, is he going to stay healthy for the full year? If you can have like, that's your Syndergaard. If Syndergaard can give us like 150 innings, I think they would be live to make a playoff spot for sure. How are the A's going to win 70 games? They traded everybody. And there's no more Bob Melvin. No Melvin, Melvin, yeah. Hell of a manager. If they still had Bob Melvin, I would say don't count him out in terms of uh, the win total. But no more Bob Melvin. I I got something to watch for you. Pay attention. Middle, late April, early May to what home games will look like for the A's. They will have 200 people there at games this year. The rumors come in here, traded everybody. They don't support the team to begin with. Yeah, They they, they love their team, but they're so sick and tired of what what ownership has done that they can't get over it. And quite frankly, I don't blame them at this point. So are you worried right now with your Mets bets? Or is it going to be nothing to see here yet with DeGrom? (sighs) I guess I should be worried. When you have Mets fans saying, oh, trust me, it's at, the end is near. It's not going to work out. <laughs> right? Guy was going to this movie before. The, the guy was the MVP favorite last year. Yeah. Forget Cy Young. Yeah, I know. I know. Love the rotation. God, I love the rotation. Yeah. Good division, though. Make a case for the Phillies. Really good. Yeah? Yeah, four to one. Yeah. Yeah, I think Marlins are going to be pretty good this year. Uh-huh. The first hour of Follow the Money is presented exclusively by Bet Rivers, your hometown sports book. Get a 20% profit boost on the NHL every single Friday. Must be 21 plus. Offer is not valid in all areas. Check BetRivers.com for full offer details and rules. Up next, Dan Bonner has been calling games in the NCAA tournament for CBS. How does Villanova overcome the Justin Moore injury? We'll ask him that coming up next. Hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Your home for live in-play betting just got even better. Introducing points, bet new feature, college basketball lightning bets. Bet minute-by-minute lightning fast. Instant college basketball lightning bets now available and located on the live event menu. Choose the outcome of the next play, next point, and more to stay in the action all game long. New customers use code VSIN2K to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Elevate your live betting game. Gambling problem, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY. 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. All right, coming up in this hour, 15 minutes from right now, Coach K and Final Four props are available. We'll get into that Duke-North Carolina game, and we'll kick off this hour by discussing the Final Four as the great Dan Bonner joins the program now with CBS. Dan, thanks for the time today. How you doing? I'm doing all right. How are you all this morning? Doing really well, really well. Uh, let's begin with the first game on the schedule for tomorrow. Kansas, a four-and-a-half-point uh, favorite against Villanova. And uh, Jay Wright has been so good over the last four or five years with a couple of national titles and now to get this team back in the Final Four. But, of course, they had the big news with the injury to Justin Moore, the unfortunate news. Like, How do they overcome that, Dan? And where do you think his minutes are going to be replaced? That's a really good question, and I think that's the question that's keeping Jay Wright up nights. Uh, because you have to understand that this Villanova team is not one of the uh, the star-studded Villanova teams, at least in terms of having first-round NBA draft picks. This is a, the whole is greater than the sum of the parts team. And when you take away a major part, that presents problems. So obviously, Caleb Love is going to start in place of Justin Moore. Uh, they've been talking about Brian Antoine and Chris Archie Diacono stepping in. And, okay, yeah, those guys can step in and play minutes. But, you know, I'm not sure they can do the kind of things and create the kind of chemistry that Villanova had before. So I'm not saying Villanova can't win. I'm just saying it's a very, very difficult task because they're not playing, you know, a bad team. Yeah. <laughs> Of course. Uh, don't you think the game plan that Jay Wright has to come up with this week, and it makes a lot of sense, right, because they play at one of the slowest paces in the entire country. Uh, do you think we're going to kind of see a repeat of the Houston game? And I know the Cougars couldn't shoot in that game. They miss almost everything. But where Villanova just, like, slows it down as much as possible, it's like a 61 or 62 possession game, and they kind of suck the life out of the game by holding it for 20, 25 seconds every possession? Well, that's sort of what Villanova does. Uh, you know, they're what, 345th out of 358 in pace. So they play slowly anyway. I don't think that they will accentuate that slow, that, uh, that pace, but they have to somehow neutralize Kansas's speed. And not only Kansas's speed and their ability to get up and down in transition, which is tremendous, but their speed in the half court. They've got really fast guys. They can attack you off the dribble. They move and they cut. And so uh, Villanova has to control as much as they can on the offensive end and then survive on the defensive end. How difficult is this with now the final four and being in the dome and the shooting background? Do you think there's something to it? 
Well, there may as well be, but I'm the wrong guy to ask about that because, number one, I could never shoot. I couldn't hit water from the boat. <laughs> uh, but the other, the other thing is, when I was growing up, and, of course, this was a thousand years ago, we played basketball outside. The idea that we would play during the summertime in a gym was totally foreign. Nobody would ever let us in the gym. And so, you know, if you play outside, you know, I just, I just don't under the whole shooting background thing has never made any sense to me. So I'm the wrong guy to ask. Okay. Uh, Who, based on what's happened so far in the tournament and and what you've seen the last month or so, when they're at their best, who do you think has the best a game of the four teams left? When they're at their best, I really think it's Kansas. Uh, when Kansas can get up and down and when Kansas can create some three-point opportunities for a Baji. And I say that mainly because Remy Martin is now not only playing well, but he's sort of adjusted to what Kansas wants to do. Remember, this guy was the preseason Big 12 player of the year, and he didn't play a lot because of injury. And now he seems to be at the center of everything that they're doing. And he's not their All-American. So I, I think when they're playing at their best, Kansas is the best team. Oh, I mean, that second half, mm-hmm. Dan, against Miami was scary how good they were. Well, well, it was. But you have to remember, in this tournament, that's the best by far. Spot on. <laughs> you know, Bill Self was complaining the whole time. Every time we talked to him, we would say, you know, we haven't really played very well in this tournament. Mm -hmm. And then they went out and did that. So which Kansas team is going to show up? I don't know. Yeah, that's a great question. Mm -hmm. We always talk about, like, regression on this show. And we saw it in a positive way with Kansas in that second half against Miami. Like, do you think in the second game, are we eventually going to see some regression with this Duke offense? I mean, they're on, like, basically a historical pace right now. They're shooting over 50% in every single game. They're white hot. Do you think that continues, or do you think at some point it's going to have to come back to the pack a little bit? I think it, if they're going to win, I think it has to continue. And I think the same thing about North Carolina. North Carolina has played very well offensively in the tournament, and so has Duke. And therefore, those teams have placed offensive pressure on their opponents because you look up and down the tournament, there really haven't been that many high-scoring games. I mean, uh, you know, most of the teams mm-hmm. from the Big Ten, they, you wonder if they practice shooting. Uh, and that's no offense. They're really good teams, but they just didn't shoot the ball well in the tournament. And when you put offensive pressure on a team, everybody talks about defensive pressure, but when you're scoring, it puts pressure on the other guys to keep up. And North Carolina and Duke have both done that in that tournament. Duke even more than North Carolina. Yeah. How do you think this game goes? Up and down the court, high scoring, and do you think Carolina can shock Coach K in his final season one more time? I certainly think they can. Uh, and I'm looking for a very high-scoring game. The, the variable here is North Carolina's ability to keep their guys in the game and North Carolina's ability to have their all their guys, all five guys, produce at the levels that we've seen since late in the season. Uh, you know, somebody like Baycott or Manic get in foul trouble. They really don't have anybody to put in the game for them. So I think if all five Carolina guys can avoid injury and avoid foul trouble, we might see one of those 94 to 92 things. It'll just be a wonderful, wonderful basketball game. That's what I'm rooting for. Yeah, me too. Me too. So who do you think is playing for all the marbles on Monday night? And then who do you think cuts down the nets? Well, I think, you know, this would be very interesting if we're looking at, let's just uh, look at the Duke perspective. In 1991, when they won Mike Krzyzewski's first title, they had to beat UNLV in the semifinals. A lot of people think, okay, they won that game and they won the championship, but they didn't. Uh, You know, they beat a team that we would be talking about as one of the great teams of all time had they not lost that one game to Duke. And so they had to move on and then beat Kansas. And so think about this. Could it be possible that Mike Krzyzewski's, this last Duke team, could beat their big rival in the same kind of a game and then move on and have to play Kansas in the national championship? And that might be interesting. But having said all that, I really think that North Carolina can win this game. And I think it'll be North Carolina and Kansas in the national championship game. And I think Roy Williams' head may explode. <laughs> uh, it probably would. Yeah. Uh, Dan, thanks so much for the time today. We appreciate you hopping on early with us and enjoy the games tomorrow and on Monday night. 
All right, thanks for the invitation, guys. You have a nice day. Yeah, thanks, Dan. you too. Both games <laughs> blowouts. Very surprising. Uh, the last meeting, 94-81. Carolina got whatever they wanted. Four guys at 20 points or more. And then uh, Duke routed them in the in the first meeting by 20, and they shot 58%. But my I, my answer would be uh, Carolina with the A game. You have 25 on a one seat. On Baylor. When does the that champs. happen? Yes, yes. And yep. then uh, what they did against Marquette was over in five minutes. Yep. Uh, the reason why. And I then think... St. Peter's, too, which easier. Well, you can rip St. Peter's. Well, come on. But look what happened to Purdue and look what happened to Kentucky. We can say this about Duke, right? Because they now have the number one offense in the country. And when you combine all games from the season. Uh, but defensively, they still, they're still not good at all. They're number 45 in the country on defense. And so if their offense is not clicking and they're not red hot from downtown, then it, you know, the defense, I don't think, can win, win a game for them. I got to agree with Mike Palm. All the pressure's on Duke and the kids. You're going to lose again to these guys? They just spanked you the last meeting? And they're an eight seed? Free roll. Total free roll. Unexpected to be here. Yeah, but you know what? It looks like so far in the tournament, uh, after that scare to Michigan State. Well, yeah. And they were in a battle against Texas Tech. But they played so well in that game against uh, the Red Raiders. I don't, are they playing with pressure right now? I think they felt the pressure last month or yeah. whenever that was when they were at home in his final home game. Now it feels like they're just uh, freewheeling, man. Much better since Michigan State, yes. Trail, yeah, trail yeah. With two last couple of minutes left. in that game. Yeah. They also have the handshake controversy, too. You have that. It captured Carolina fired up. It's great that you can win, beat your rivals, and be like, okay, these guys, we kicked their ass, and they still don't respect us with that business, oh, yeah. which was Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Oh, what happened there? So uh, what, what will happen this time around if uh, – I'm with you. I like the over. It's, How do you go under here? By the way, I like the first half over. Do you? Okay. It's 71. Yep. I think it's a low number. Yeah. I think it's going to be up and down the court pretty much the entire time, and I do have some concerns about playing in a dome, though. How can you That's not? That's fair. Yeah. Largest lead, 12 and a half. Overtime eleven to one, Carolina point total seventy three and a half. Made threes seven and a half. Duke made threes eight. What would you do with you like betting these uh, largest lead props? What would you do in this game? Uh, both games have got blowouts, so I would take the Kansas one under. Under, yeah. I would look at 13, the Duke thirteen and a half. I wouldn't be surprised if the Duke North North Carolina largest lead gets there in the first half, but whoever that is with the lead. The other team comes back and absolutely makes it mm-hmm. a game and maybe takes the lead at some point. Both games here, Circa put up first made three of the game. Players. Yep, all these guys are listed. Oh, for That's the players. A good one. I love all that All the prop. players are listed, yes. I will look at that. Uh-huh. Yep. That's Remember a very they, good prop. They got carried out years ago when Myers Leonard started the NBA in the Finals game in the, in the bubble. bubble. I think he was 50-1. to 50-1, to one and he hit it right away. Myers Leonard at one. Yeah. And I think they'll probably do that in most it. playoff games here yeah. in the NBA. Up next, uh, some Coach K and Final Four props. What will happen first in this game? It will be settled early. Moments in history have begun with a question. They are not to be. That is the question. What came first, the chicken or the egg? Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? And what kind of hair product does Mitch Moss use? But follow the money wants to know. Do you concur? Concur. What, sir? <laughs> love it. Love the open. Love this segment. It's been too long. Here we go. Mitch, Wednesday night in Boston, Chris Rock made an egregious error. He made a major mistake. He didn't give the people what they wanted. He didn't give the audience what they paid to see, which was his reaction and rant on Will Smith and what happened three days earlier. Do you concur at the Oscars? Okay, before I say yes or no, can I can I ask this question? How many people in history have been in, in, in his spot? Not many. I mean, I can't. Like zero. Like assaulted before, and that tickets were two hundred dollars. Right. Then that happened. They went. Some like people a, paid fifteen hundred a ticket. A thousand or more, right? Yes. It was sixty-five percent sold, and then immediately sold out for like the entire week in Boston. I would say you got to give the people what they wanted. You have to. I would say at least bring it up for a couple of minutes. He says, "How was your weekend?" Uh, but sorry, I had all this stuff prepared, and that was too much ego there, which I know you want to get a new material, and he's a top 10 stand-up of all time. You have to do minimum 10 minutes on that. I think so, too. I'm I mean, not even saying go back and rip Jada again or whatever, but you would just have to call out Will Smith or whatever just about how you're feeling. Like, I can't believe what transpired. I'm the talk of the world right and now. And you know what? He doesn't even have to be funny about it. No, he doesn't. He doesn't have to joke or rip on either one of them. He can just say what happened. Yeah. And he can tell people, like, look, 
if you think this was staged, I had no idea what that dude was going to do to me. Here's my analogy. It's like going to see the Eagles, and they don't play Hotel California or Led Zeppelin. They don't play Stairway to Heaven. Just pick anyone. Uh, Guns N' Roses, Welcome to the Jungle. I mean, you, you, you pay. this is what you wanted to see, and he didn't do it. Yep. Uh, as two guys who have done radio for a long time now, consultants have been saying for you know 20-plus years. Play the hits. Play the hits. It's play like a hits. top 40 station. Play the hits. They yep. want Justin Bieber. Play the hits. So he did didn't. concur. Yep. So I, I would concur. He blew it. Yep. He blew it. Uh, if you didn't put a future bet on Duke to win the title in Coach K's last season, that'll go down as an all-time regret. Oh, it is. Absolutely. It's number two already in a short amount of time because they didn't have the Rams uh, till late to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. And I just I didn't see it coming. I'm like, please, Stafford, come on. Went to Green Bay, routed, uh, limping in the playoffs, got beat by the 49ers at home with a lot on the line. We're not playing well down the stretch. Almost lost to Baltimore. COVID injury ravaged Baltimore. Yeah. He was throwing interceptions left and right. And this will be number two as well. Shame on me. Shame on me that I, don't, I didn't have a, a large, forget a, just a, a bet, a large bet on this because I don't want to see it. And I, the stuff we've had to deal with and put up with about the sure. farewell tour and all this. No, I do okay to Duke winning the national title. You're right. I should have much more on it. I do have Carolina. Oh, you hold okay. That, but not that's a, a 95 feeling, to then. one, though. But okay. Yeah. But again, it's like, you know, he gave us plenty of time. Yeah. It's been like a year. I know. Okay, so speaking of that with the Rams, they signed linebacker Bobby Wagner yesterday to a five-year deal. Forget Brady and the Buccaneers. Forget Rodgers and the Packers. Put some damn respect on the Rams' name. They're the champs. They should be the NFC favorites. Do you concur? I'm so I know I'm so going to say it's Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay because Tampa Bay had a ton of injuries coming into that game as well. I, I'll, I'll take Tampa Bay. If they okay, play here's again. here's a that's tricky a, thing yeah, for that's me. That's a tough one. Yeah, I gave up years ago trying to figure out like the cap. Uh, where they get this it's, money it's too, from? That's exactly right. <laughs> yes, it's like a five-year, fifty million. I'm like, wait a second here. They have no money. I know. Oh, yeah. How, how the hell okay. can that happen? Uh-huh. So it's uh-huh. like I don't know. They can maneuver around it. Um, I'll piggyback that. Okay. Since in all this news, and we're going to get win totals are out too. It was interesting. I wasn't that far off on the Washington one. Maybe you have an opinion on that. DraftKings came out with win totals yesterday. Based on all the offseason movement, Watson, the AFC West, the AFC is loaded. Most excited or anticipated NFL season coming up in your lifetime? Oh, there's without, I mean, it's not even close. Not even close, Paul, mm-hmm. with how much movement we had. Because again, this never happens in the NFL. And for years, I was like beating the drum saying, okay, these teams value draft picks way too much because it's a coin flip. It's 50-50. At best, you're going to get it right. It doesn't matter where you're picking. Why would you not be willing to give up like a first-round pick for a proven guy who's been in the league for like four or five years if you're close to make a run? And now in one year, collectively, like every team in the league is like, screw it, we're going for it. Yep. And all this movement Yep. and the Armageddon, as I like to call it, in, across the league, I, I wish I, – no, I, I can't wait for everything that's about to happen. The Masters, the Final Four, the draft, playoffs in the NBA and in the NHL opening day. I kind of want to fast forward to like August, though. Uh, yes, yes, you do. Because the excitement uh, level absolutely. is an all-time. Again, yeah. Peter King's covered the league for over 40 years. Told us yesterday it's the best AFC West, the best division he's ever seen. Okay. This is right in your wheelhouse. The Lakers are just another ordinary, regular organization if they didn't take Magic Johnson. Do you concur? 100%. You concur? Absolutely. Changed everything. Now I know the TV show. Good episode was the fourth episode was good, uh, winning time. But the, the book is unbelievable on Showtime. Uh, Showtime Lakers about what Jeff Perlman did. But I don't know if they're playing how they are playing fast and loose with some of the facts and stuff uh, as well. But uh, Jerry West apparently didn't want Magic. Doctor Bus wanted him in the worst way. It, it changed everything. If they pass on Magic, maybe Kobe and Shaq don't see it as a destination. They don't mm-hmm. have all these titles. The other thing is, too, McKinney is the head coach. He wants to go run and gun. And they're like, what are you, crazy? He, he was great. Because everyone's playing the same. Let's go up-tempo. Definitely concur. He fall, He gets in a bike accident. Westhead has to take over. Mm-hmm. They win the title his first year as Magic rookie year. Then they get beat by Moses and the Rockets. Third year, he's fired. Now, everyone says it was, and the, they were booing him at home games. They said Magic went to Dr. Buss and said, fire this guy. I can't take it anymore. Dr. Buss said I was going to whack him anyways. But then that gave you Pat Riley. Mm-hmm. So if Magic doesn't go to Dr. Buss and say, fire this guy, I can't take it, 
I want out then. Then Pat Riley, who was living on a beach, beach bum, retired from the league, becomes a broadcaster working with Chick Hearn, then because of the McKinney thing, becomes an assistant under Westhead. Westhead fired, Riley takes over, then it becomes rebounds equals rings, and the rest is history, and they take off. Showtime. So, uh, showtime, yeah, absolutely. Right. And winning all those titles and what they became. 100%. They are just another organization if they don't take magic. And, what, and because Dr. Buss was a genius, but it also was the style of play. Celebrities, dancers, showtime, great watch. Okay, so I'm not caught up on the TV show. But when we brought it up earlier this week, uh, our viewers and listeners responded by saying they want like a 10-part 30 for 30 on Dr. Buss alone. Oh, absolutely. Just on him. There should be. Yes, there should be. His life... I think oh, he told. I think he told Playboy. Uh, I never since once he bought the team, he never was with a woman under twenty-five. I mean that that is worth something. Right it was, there. Uh, and let me tell you. So they would have the exhibition game out here in Las Vegas every single year. The Thomas and Mac. Oh yeah, he would. And he would flaunt it like clockwork. He would eventually stroll in, walk through the uh, you know to the tunnel, and four or five, like jaw dropping. I don't know what models. From Los Angeles, probably and, uh, between suite, 22 yeah. and 24 years old with yeah. him. I'm just like, everybody's like, oh, here he is again. One more time with Dr. Buss. Incredible. you got to watch the fourth episode. He kept a book with all Polaroids of his uh, stats, if you will. And Jeannie Good. actually uses it. Good for him. About let's sell the dream here and let's sell the fantasy of coming to a Laker game. And then she had the Polaroids out. Well, but... Because of their history, right? All of this happening that you just said, why do you think LeBron wanted to go there? Yeah. Magic changed everything. Uh, and, forget about that. Just the whole NBA. The NBA was yeah. in the toilet. Yeah. Be- Magic and Bird changed everything. Uh, games were, Championship games were on tape delay. You're right. That'd be fun to talk about one time with Brent Musburger when it's slow. Yeah. Guys, the games are on tape delay. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Absolutely. Good story, though. TV show's picking up as well. All right, this part of the show brought to you by DK Casino. DraftKings Casino brings you a new era of your favorite games, including blackjack, roulette, slots, plus live dealer table games. And just this week, the DK Casino has paid out some huge wins. A player bet 10 bucks and won more than $45,000 of Wheel of Fortune Megaways. Another bet $5 and won over $34,000 on Assassin Moon. A different <laughs> big winner bet $8.80 and won 20000 on Jinjai Bao. Uh, endless Treasures. Download the DraftKings Casino app today, and new customers can claim a deposit bonus up to $2,000. Plus, DraftKings is starting you off with up to $50 in free credits just for signing up. So download the DraftKings Casino app and use the code VSIN to claim this offer. Must be 21 plus for entertainment purposes only. No results guaranteed. See casino.draftkings.com for full details. You brought up NFL win totals at DraftKings. They released them yesterday. We will run those down for you coming up next. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people. 
in an unscripted, unvarnished way, is getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Always follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Bruce Marshall coming up, also NBA with Aaron Renning. Before we get out of here, your home for live in-play betting just got better. Introducing points, bet new feature, live college basketball, same-game parlays for the first time ever. Build the perfect live same-game parlay only with points bet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. You can also boost your live same-game parlay. Watch live, parlay live, and boost live with points bet. Sign up with the fastest book. It's easy, and you can start living your bet life in seconds. New customers use code VSIN2K to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text 467-369. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLE for crisis counseling. Okay, we'll hit the final four here and uh, try to get to a little soccer as well as the great Bruce Marshall joins the program, longtime professional handicapper. Bruce, good morning. Thanks for the time, as always. Hope you're doing well. Uh, let's begin with the first game on the schedule tomorrow, Kansas and Villanova. Kansas laying about four and a half total. Uh, has, the total has been a big conversation this week at 133 because of how Villanova should probably attack this game. Number 345 overall in pace, then a huge injury to Justin Moore. How do you see the game flow going between these two teams? Oh, Mitch, I think it's going to go slow. Um, the interesting thing about uh, watching Villanova right now is they're pacing a lot more like Raleigh Massimino's 85 championship team that was playing games with score lines in the 40s and 50s throughout the big dance that year. Then Jay Wright's uh, recent title winners in 2016 and 18, especially that team four years ago with Jalen Brunson, that scored about 90 points per game, hit about 40% of its uh, threes. Um, this this team isn't anywhere near that. Now you take more out of there. Um, this really puts a crimp in what Wright wants to do. I mean, the offense wasn't working against um, uh, Houston either. I mean, they only made, what, 29% from the floor. Um, and, and Wright, without more, it's going to be harder for Wright to invert his offense. He likes to post up his guards when he has a chance, and Moore's a guy he does that a lot with. Um, but they, he might not be able to do that. However, uh, there is one thing uh, Villanova still does very well, that shoot free throws. And just in case Kansas is going to have to rally late in the game and have to foul, good luck. You saw what Houston ran into that trouble on, uh, on last weekend, and uh, Villanova hit 15 of 15 free throws. They are about to become the all-time free throw shooting team ever in college hoops, just short of 83%. And they're still – and listen, Gillespie – and Samuels and Daniels are all seniors uh, and, you know, fifth-year seniors in, in some cases. And uh, I think they, they slow this game down. I don't trust Kansas outside of Remy Martin. Nobody's really shooting that well for, for Kansas. And I'm not sure I trust Martin to have a big game either. Um, and I know they turned that game around in the second half against Miami. Uh, defense is very good both ways, though. 133 is way too high. 
Uh, first at the under 12 timeout watch, this game's going to be like eight to eight with 11 minutes yeah. to go in the first half. I go, I go under in the first half too. Uh, and I'd go under in the game. And I, if you make a pick on the game for a side, I'm leaning to Villanova just because of the tough nature, even without more, uh, they're going to turn this thing into a grinder and uh, they are adept at doing that. And I'm not sure Kansas is going to be able to pull away in, in a slow pace like this. Okay. Good assessment. Good points there. How about uh, round three with Carolina and Duke? Is this a track meet? And uh, the first two games were blowouts. What do you think of Carolina catching the points here in a total of 151? Yeah, it might be a track meet, uh, Paulie. It usually is when these two teams play. Um, I mean, it's been uh, the last six times they've played. Uh, they have gone over uh, and usually well over the two games this year uh, did. And here's the last six uh, score lines, 164, 178, 165, 194 in overtime, that one. 154 and 175. So they're usually getting well over this 151. Now, they normally have to go just eight, nine miles between campuses to play each other. So this time you're going down to New Orleans and you've got a suit in the dome and all that. But I still think track record here, expect something brisk pace-wise. I mentioned this last week to you guys, and I stick by it. Um, Hubert has done an excellent job with this team, figuring out what to do, especially with Brady Manick, when he started to use him as a stretch four, and all of this sort of happened after Dawson Garcia left the team. I can't tell you what a, a downer Garcia was when he was on the floor. His defense wasn't that good, um, and he, his shooting was abysmal. His last six games, he was six for thirty-two shooting. Getting him out of the picture actually allowed Hewitt to make the changes he needed to make. One, like I said, move Man- move Manic up high, let him be a four and a stretch for to pull him out even further. That in turn opened up the floor for the guards, and you've seen Love and Davis start to play much better since then. And the other, I mean, Baycott handles his own. He holds his own down on the blocks, and Leaky Black, a great defender. He tightened his rotations up talking about Hubert, and this team is live. I know Duke and all the Coach K stuff and he's made one last adjustment here. The last adjustment of his career, he has spotted the zone defense a little bit more uh, as the tournament has progressed, and it really shook up Arkansas last week as it did to A&M and Michigan State in the clutch. Um, they're able to keep uh, Bancaro down low, sort of hide him defensively, and uh, with Williams and, and Bancaro down low, there's there's some size down on the blocks. Um and, and and this is the best team. They got five first round picks on this team. But he, North Carolina's playing great. And by the way, uh, Coach K is only fifty and forty nine all time against North Carolina. So wouldn't it be so delicious for the Tar Heels if they could actually pull this off and ruin the Coach K retirement tour? I think they got a shot and actually picked at seventy nine seventy seven Tar Heels, and that's also an over. So how about that? There you go. Who do you think wins the whole thing? Uh, I think if you can get North Carolina plus like 550 to win the whole thing, and this team is playing as good or better than anybody in the country the past month, it's a very good bet. So usually in futures like that, you know, if you can get a decent price on a team, you think it's more fun also to take a North Carolina with a price like that than to go with the favorite Duke. Um, I don't think Kansas, you know, Villanova just, even without more, they're kind of interesting too. But North Carolina is—that's a bet I would make. I think to win the whole thing at that sort of a price. Very good, Bruce Marshall from the Gold Sheet at Bruce A. Marshall on Twitter. Follow the money, Paulie and Mitch Veasan, the Sports Betting Network. Did you have? Were you in action last night? And what did you think of the NIT final with that game and the officiating? It was the most abysmally officiated game I have seen in years, <laughs> and it was one ref after another. This goes back to my old argument that you don't need three refs. You can do. When I used to be a ref, we had two. You can handle a game with two. Refs try to outdo one another, and then they start making bad calls. Um, and that's what that crew did last night, time after time. Again, there were things right in front of them. Traveling calls they didn't call, guys stepping out of bounds, held balls they got wrong. Listen, right before uh, Nunji made the, the winning shot for Xavier, uh, the out-of-bounds play, there was a, a clear held ball on that. It was A&M's possession. And the referees, then they swallowed the whistle. They didn't call anything, and that set up the last sequence for Xavier. It was abysmal. Now, it went both ways, though. I think it hurt a a little bit more, uh, but it went both ways, and it was just abysmal. And you, usually you don't notice referees unless they're really bad. That was one of those nights they were really bad. Yep. 
Premier League back tomorrow. How about some uh, soccer picks? What do you, what uh, what do you like this weekend? Well, in the, in the EPL now, they're, they're, we're going to have to pay to go against uh, uh, Everton here. They, they've got some real problems, um, and you know, you know, Lampard. They've made the switch managerially. I, I know some Everton people. They they like the move, but they're not sure that uh, Lampard is the guy for a relegation fight. And and mind you, they are in a fight. And their thought is, we're not going to save ourselves. We're just going to have to hope these three teams beneath us are worse. Uh, uh, so the price, uh, you know, West Ham, uh, David Moyes used to be the manager of uh, of uh, of uh, Everton. So, you know, he got fired many years ago. So uh, I think West Ham's worth a shot. You can get a better price if you do it on the on – the, uh, on the spread here. So I might do that with West Ham. There, there's a, a match in, in La Liga tomorrow. Um, how about this? These teams can't win. Uh, Mallorca and Hitafe. Mallorca right now would be going down. Hitafe has, is just above the drop zone, but they're both winless in their last six. So you'd think maybe they can't escape the gravity pull of the other, but I'm actually going to recommend Hitafe at home. You get a plus one fifteen or so. All right. uh, I think this is this has one nil written all over it for Hitafe and uh, Mallorca. The Islanders look like they are going down to me. Very good, okay. sir. Strong. Thanks for getting up early. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it. Okay, boys, have a good day. Thank Thanks, you, Bruce. Yep. There you go, Bruce Marshall. Strong on the under in the first game. That's under. and also uh, North Carolina. Yes. Bullish on the Tar Heels and at this point. Remember that prop they put up here before the tournament. I thought it was outlandish. Would an eight through a sixteen win the whole thing? No, it was only two thirty. Yeah, uh, Carolina can shock the world. Win the whole thing. He is yeah. right. Like who's really playing better in the last month? Oh, he's right. Than North Carolina. Yeah. If you want to say Duke, I can throw right back in your face. They just got killed by oh, North right. Carolina at yeah. home. Right. Impressive what they did against Marquette. Very well, the last 10 minutes, but great job up 25 against Baylor. Oh, 100%. That game completely changed because of multiple factors, and right? And did something no one else could do. They routed St. Peter's. Yeah, that game was over Which, by uh, the 12-minute yes timeout. Yes, it was. That's that, That's the thing. Now, the Baylor game should have been over, but those are three of the four tournament games that were over, should have been over at either halftime or 10 minutes in. Yep. Marquette was done five minutes in. Oh, did, St. Over. Peter's was done five minutes in. Yep. Who was the who was the Sweet Sixteen game? UCLA. Yeah, that that's game. the game that they were fortunate. Yeah, UCLA blew that game. Yeah, got to be lucky. Yeah, you got you too. need one of those games usually. You have to. Yes, I can't. I honestly that this game, I can't wait for it. In terms of, I don't care about the storyline with Coach Key's final well, game. I think up, it's going to be up and down the court. It's the, fun to watch. If they win the storyline Monday when we come back, will be all about the Duke liability. Because I didn't do it, but there were several people who's like, well, oh, yeah. it's meant to be. I don't want to see it. It's a hate bet. And they're going to get all the calls, tinfoil hat guy, everything. And here we Duke go. Duke in the title game. That'll be everything. And some huge bets all over Win the country. Lose. Next. Follow the money on VSEN, the sports betting network. Wendy's Breakfast, the official breakfast of March Madness. Choose from their stack starting lineup, the breakfast baconator, the croissant. Save room for the OJ. Get that to go. The perfectly seasoned breakfast potatoes. They fill that sucker up. A lot of potatoes. Make a fast break to your nearest Wendy's drive-thru. Pick up your Wendy's Breakfast, the official breakfast of March Madness. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Time for the NBA with NBA expert Aaron Renning at ER Sports one on Twitter. Uh, before we get to your plays, are you getting a sense, uh, a feel of how some teams will treat the final week of the regular season in terms of who, who they want to play, who they want to avoid? Hey guys, uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's it's really intriguing. I, you know, I think that East is really fascinating because you know it would, and, you know, you don't know exactly where Brooklyn's going to land, but I mean, pretty obvious, you know, in that Eastern Conference, you know, you don't you want to stay out of the the two spot uh, because that's where you'd probably match up with the nets uh, in the first round. So Miami, Milwaukee, Boston, Philadelphia, all kind of jockeying for that Milwaukee right now, the second, but you know, I would think in the Eastern conference, you would want the one first, then you would probably want the, it kind of depends. I I'd prefer, I would much prefer to play the bowls rather than Toronto. So yes. I would be in the one, 
I would be in the four, then I'd be in the three, and then I'd want the two. And, you know, these teams would have to think about that. But, you know, the Bucks haven't shown – and home court, these teams just don't play for home court advantages, certainly as much as they used to, you know, five, ten years ago. I think home court advantage for the four to the five is very important. But, you know, the Bucks are not going to go all out here or, or Boston to, to, to try to get that one seat, I don't think. Okay. Let's get into <clears> – excuse me. Let's get into – Paulie, go ahead. You're right. Okay. Let's no, talk about the, no car, the, yeah, the card tonight. You bet Minnesota, <laughs> and it appears they look like they'll be locked into the seven, although I guess there's some hope if Utah would implode. State your case for the T-Wolves tonight in Denver as the numbers moved. Yeah, I mean, again, you're, you're trying to get in the head and, and try to get some trickiness with all these games, where they fall, where they, where they uh, land. But, you know, Minnesota off – uh, a couple of losses here, but two teams that I really like, you know, they lose to Toronto and Boston in Toronto in, in Boston. So certainly no shame in that. They had a, a, a couple of games against Dallas before that and Phoenix. So it's been a much tougher schedule uh, for the T wolves, but this has definitely been a bet on team for me uh, that I've played uh, uh, quite a bit this year and Denver. I, I just can't get a great read on this team. They, they just regress from a defensive standpoint, Hard to buy in. I mean, just allowing a lot of points. Kind of this soft schedule of late at Indiana. Uh, they catch Charlotte in a back-to-back. Good win for them. But Oklahoma City uh, before that. So, um, uh, again, I think Minnesota was just kind of the, the better team here, plus the points. Okay. Milwaukee at home to the Clippers. Both teams off uh, on a back-to-back and both teams off overtime. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, kind of a fascinating matchup. And, you know, the Clippers are a team that really, you know, you can kind of read in between the lines. Um, you know, they were locked in in this Western Conference. I mean, they're, they've been locked for two weeks pretty much into that eighth spot, um, you know, as far as uh, the play-in game scenario. So yeah. I don't feel like this team has really given that much of an effort. Great win from behind the other night against Utah. But to, to fall down uh, last night in no more time and lose that lead, uh, to the Bulls, but you know the Clippers are a team that uh, has sat guys in the past. They're very conservative, so uh, I could see them sitting a lot of guys here. Um, I mean, Paul George, thir- you know, interesting to see if he'll play off about 32 minutes last night. But the Clippers, known to sit all these veteran guys, and again, the Bucks, yes, are they playing for this one seed? Mm-hmm. But uh, they've sat Giannis in a lot of these spots uh, going back the last couple of years. Uh, you know, they sat holiday earlier um, in, in the week. So I, I'd be surprised uh, if Giannis comes back and plays, you know, again, all out um, in beating Philadelphia, all out and beating Brooklyn already uh, this week. Clippers actually bucks blew out uh, the Clippers in LA earlier this year. So I would expect uh, some plenty of guys to sit here. <laughs> I tell you what, uh, watching Giannis uh, and the bucks, so far, uh, really this week and, and throughout the year, I, I bet against the Bucks quite a bit, um, you know, but as this team turns it on and gets ready to the playoffs, as of right now, I don't see, uh, I would make the Bucks certainly the favorite. Yep. I, I'm not sure any team's going to beat Giannis this year. Yep. Yep. Totally agree. Does the same thing apply tonight? And Mitch, yeah, hey, uh, yeah and, and, and Mitch, his shot is much better. I mean, his shot is improving. Mm-hmm. You don't really see it in the numbers, uh, but, you know, at least a little bit more smooth from years past. That's that three last night was beautiful to tie the game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you think the same thing applies tonight? What you just ran down guys sitting here, Grizzly Suns now Suns favored by seven, but we could see, you know, a lower scoring game between these two. Yeah. I mean, obviously again, just kind of a tough read. I mean, I've tried to, to bet against this Phoenix Suns team coming down the stretch and I haven't had uh, a lot of success, but I, you know, of course, both teams uh, really locked into the one, uh, the two seed, uh, in the Western Conference, Phoenix continues to to play uh, a number of those guys, but you know Memphis has certainly punted on this game. Essentially, their their whole starting lineup. We know Ja has been out, uh, but the rest of the starting lineup out for this team as well. So you know Memphis, you know they haven't missed a beat when they've sat these guys, even uh, Morant. But boy, you would think it was going to be hard to to muster the points. I, I would say tonight. Uh, and some of these bench guys are certainly more defense uh, than offense. So uh, it would seem like a, a decent uh, spot to bet this game under the total. Okay. Uh, 
So it's early here. We have, you know, a good 12 hours before tip-off. Huge game, though, for the Lakers. LeBron obviously did not play last night. Same thing with AD. What are you expecting with those two players tonight? How are you approaching betting this game as well? Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's interesting because you kind of, you know, the Lakers flip the switch. I don't know how capable uh, they are of that. I mean, just a, a tough situation. You know, the trouble you have, and and, and Davis is really going to help with that, but, uh, you know, what's really startling is this team has just quit on defense uh, over the last couple of weeks. And when you see that in a team, boy, it, it's just for me, until you see something different, it's very hard. Uh, to bet on that team. But I mean, the points allowed here uh, for the Lakers, you know, 122, 128, 116, 126, 120, 127, just no defense whatsoever. Now, some of that uh, from a personnel perspective, uh, but, you know, it's especially troubling. Uh, you, you would certainly expect Davis to play. I would say LeBron, probably a little bit more questionable uh, with that ankle, but you would think he would uh, give it a go here. Um, I didn't do anything from a total standpoint. Um, I would expect if these guys are announced in that you might see some Lakers playback, which we've seen uh, certainly when yeah. LeBron has been announced in, but I, I, you know, again, it's no guarantee he plays, uh, but I, I would probably going to be on the Pelicans for a little something here, no matter what. Okay. Yeah. How about this ER? <laughs> a, a 31 and 45 team in the Spurs is laying 15 points that against Portland. Yeah, I have to say this, you know, the market has done, uh, you know, uh, you know, kind of um, almost gone overboard to a certain extent as far as, the, you know, these tanking teams that have totally quit. They've done a good job, you know, as far as making these numbers. I mean, um, you, you know, you saw the Pelicans favored in Portland the other night, what, 13 got bet up to 14. They win by 10. Yep. Uh, it's a little bit of the same scenario. You know, earlier in the week, I think I laid six and a half, seven with the Spurs in Houston. And, you know, the Spurs were, you know, kind of had control in that game. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Houston made a run at the end and eventually covered the number. I mean, Portland is absolutely awful. They're not trying to win. You know, I made the number 15. Uh, Spurs have been a team that I just have not been able to trust, especially laying big points. So I stayed away. Again, a good job uh, of, uh, of making a number here, I think. Okay. Uh, great job, Aaron. Uh, he's on Twitter at ER Sports One. Aaron Running, uh, one of the very best at betting the NBA. Thanks for the time today. Good luck tonight and this weekend. All right, good to be with you guys. Thanks, guys. Thank you. you. A lot of movement. That game moved four points. Pelicans now favored from the opener. Totals come down four points. Uh, there was a four-point move on the Wizards total, taken on Dallas. Pistons up to five. Thunder not playing anybody. Mm -hmm. Right, winners and whiners. Chris King has done it again. Credible ROI lately. Need to check out his show. Next airing is later today, 2 p.m. Eastern, on Winners and Winers YouTube channel. He's giving his audience some plays tonight. He's red hot. You get the uh, his plays. Text Vison to three two zero three five zero thirty five hundred. Text Vison to three two zero three five zero thirty five hundred. Uh, talking about first-team All-NBA and second-team All-NBA, and who's going to miss out from the guards? Duke of the South points out Trey Young leads the league in combined points and assists. Somebody can't make it. Yeah, but his defense is a Matador defense. Oh, it's like course, me yeah. out there. I mean, it yep. has to and if, play a like, role. Again, I would preface it by saying if DeRozan <clears throat> qualifies as the guard compared to a forward, I don't think he's going to. I think he played more forward than guard this year. How about Atlanta stunk you this year? Yeah, too. That, you, you can't leave DeRozan off the first two then. Yeah. Can't. I mean, the Bulls' struggles coincided with all the injuries. Trey Young, they have no excuse. Whoever I'm came, bored. I'm bored. Yeah. Whoever came up with the idea that the media, by selecting these guys to the top three teams, will dictate which players get the get, Supermax. Yes. One of the worst ideas yep. I've ever heard in my entire life. Absolutely. Cannot have that happen. And then with the positions, how oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. We'll recap our in-pocket plays and tell you what we're on for tonight and this weekend coming up next. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.
It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people. In an unscripted, unvarnished way, is getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine, And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 